Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. Rolene, a very good afternoon to you and Happy New Year. Everything of the best for 2023 from all of us here in studio. How are you? Oh, wow. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy as we call it in Israel, Sylvester. But, uh, yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Please, oh God, this is a good year for all of us and we can all get off the crazy train that has been the last couple of years. Well, we certainly hope so, Rolina. Saying earlier on to all listeners, we wish you all the best, even though it's predicted that we're going to have a hard year ahead of us. But anyway, let's just keep it positive. Certainly not a dull moment, uh, in the world, even though uh, we've, we've, well, you could say we're still in a festive, in a state of a festive season. Let's start with the United Nations General Assembly votes for the International Criminal Court to weigh in on what it calls occupation. What's going on there? So this is a resolution that was put forward by the the Palestinian Authority as well as other Arab states. Uh, It was put forward to the General Assembly that went to vote on it during Shabbat, which of course tells you everything you need to know about the General Assembly and their attitude towards the state of Israel. And and what this uh, resolution does is it places a request that the International Court of Justice Justice examines what it calls the issue of Israel's occupation, settlement, and annexation. And uh, what is very um, interesting about this is that Israel is not a signatory to the Rome Statute. So technically, the ICC or the International Criminal Court has no jurisdiction over the state of Israel, but it is yet again another attempt by the Palestinians to employ lawfare or diplomatic warfare against the state of Israel. So it went to vote uh, on um, Friday with 87 countries in favor, 26 against and 53 abstentions. Now some people count abstentions as uh, a vote in favor. Uh, I'm not uh, of that opinion. Um, I think that people just... uh, opting out of uh, um, giving a definitive side, but uh, that's where we are. So, that uh, comparison, Roland, sorry if I can come in there. Sorry, Roland, we do have a, a delay, now, but I, I was just, that figure you just gave now, that's pretty concerning. I mean, if you look at the percentage for and against. But let's take a look at the countries mm-hmm. that actually uh, voted for it, because that is very telling. So we have countries like um, we have countries like uh, Cuba, we mm-hmm. have countries like El Salvador, we have countries like Iran, we have countries uh, like Kuwait, we have countries like Qatar, countries like Oman, we have countries uh, really, you know, featuring very, very low on the human rights uh, scale, like Syria. Right. You know, countries that should be taking a, a Saudi Arabia, countries that should be taking a long, hard look at their own human rights uh, transgressions. And right. then, and only then, weighing in on what is happening in a, uh, a, a place so far removed from them. China as well, voting 
in in favour of this. It, it, it really is quite astounding. Uh, what is interesting are the countries that voted against the United States, the United Kingdom, uh, Australia, Austria, Germany, Croatia, Canada, you know, countries with better human rights uh, um, uh, records. I almost forgot the word. That's what happens <laughs> when you speak two languages uh, for, for a living. Very interesting to see African states like Togo, like Kenya, uh, like um, uh, uh, Eswatini also voting against it. So the African countries are starting to take more of a stand against this ceaseless attack on the state of Israel. This, of course, has been condemned both by our ambassador to the United Nations, Gilad Erdan, who has had his tenure extended. He has called it uh, basically a, uh, a, a moral and uh, a moral stain and illegitimate uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu, he was sworn in as Prime Minister uh, just at the end of last week, has called it uh, an absolute disgrace, saying you cannot occupy your own country, your own land, while the Palestinians are hailing what they call a, um, a moral victory. Well, and a diplomatic victory. I guess it's just, uh, again, a wait and see how this is going to transpire, how this is going to pan out. As is my next question to you about ministers now handing over their respective ministries as the new government gets to work. How do you read that at the moment? How, how does that uh, climate uh, appear at the moment? So we have had uh, the bulk of ministries handing over to the new ministers, uh, a very good meeting between outgoing, or he's now former, Defence Minister Benny Gantz and the uh, new Defence Minister, Yoav Galant. I always look at the body language, very, very positive body language there. S- uh, some tension between other ministries, one of that being uh, Betzalel Smotrich taking over from Finance Minister Avigdor Lieberman Smotrich saying that one of the first things he's going to do is do away with the tax on plastics and, and sweet fruits. Now, this has been put in place for a uh, for a reason. These particular plastics are not recyclable, which is why the, the, the tax was raised there, and also to try and curb growing obesity. There was a tax on sweet things. Smotrich says he will... Um, he will do away with that, and uh, however, he will keep the the free market system that uh, Lieberman advocated for. Other uh, ministries handing over. We've had the foreign ministry, the previous uh, foreign minister, Yair Lapid, hand over to his successor, Ellie Cohen. Ellie Cohen is expected to speak to the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, later today. Now, just to reiterate. This will be a revolving ministry. In two years' time, he will be, be uh, replaced by Israel Katz. Uh, but he has um, said that the priority of Israel is to maintain its strong ties with the United States, our strongest allies, and of course, grow our Abraham Accords, as well as uh, deal with the ever-encroaching Iranian threat. In his speech, leaving the ministry, Lapid has warred against Itamar Ben-Gavir's planned visit to the Temple Mount. This uh, could really
really, really set off a, a tinderbox uh, of violence. He is a very, very um, inflammatory personality, and this could have some very, very serious repercussions. It's my assessment, as well as uh, the former Prime Minister, former Foreign Minister, Yael Pid, the new um, cultured sports minister, Miki Zoha, has taken over from Gili Tropa as the uh, Minister of Culture and Sport, saying that the country will not fund any artworks, any cultural activities that defame the state of Israel, and so on and so forth. Now is the time of handing over, and the government has to get to work under a lot of very heavy criticism. I've got a feeling, Rolene, by the time we talk tomorrow, a lot would have transpired, a lot would have changed. But anyway, let's leave that for tomorrow based on what you've just been outlining then. But, uh, Never a dull moment. Indeed, indeed. Well, Benjamin Netanyahu now paying tribute to His Holiness uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Yes, Pope Emeritus uh, Benedict XVI passed away at the age of 95 over the weekend. Prime Minister Netanyahu called his successor, Pope Francis, on Saturday night after Shabbat extended his condolences and the condolences of the people of the State of Israel. Earlier today, President Herzog also sent a condolence letter to Pope Francis saying that Israel remembers Benedict for his outreach to the global Jewish community and his dedication to sanctifying the warm bond between our peoples. Both leaders spoke of his visit in 2009 to the State of Israel and the interconnectedness between Jews and Christians. I mean, it has been a complicated relationship between uh, Jews and the Catholic Church, uh, Israel and the Holy See, uh, much better relations over the last couple of decades. But it is a, a relationship that has improved over time.